All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and get started. My name is Jack Como. First, I want to thank you for spending your lunch hour with us. Um, I don't have any food. I apologize. But there's, there's lots of opportunity after this to go grab some. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. What they said. <laughs> um, I work at Raymond. I, I'm a director there, and I oversee the iWarehouse Technology Solutions um, business. Morning, everybody. Damon Hosmer. I'm uh, the product manager for energy solutions here at the Raymond Corporation. So, helping drive some of the strategy in regards to our partners and future opportunities uh, to help customers and individuals like yourself drive this industry forward. If you have problems hearing us, just be very direct and do this or speak up or something like that because we want to make sure you hear everything we say, okay? Um, so, today we're going to talk about trucks, energy, and solutions and how the three work together, and why they are the winning trifecta. And the basis and, and reason for this is because we believe that a lot of our customers, as, as well as people in the warehousing industry, have heavily relied and, and really looked at the truck business um, at a very critical eye. And today, uh, the truck business is great, and there's a lot of OEMs out there that are making fantastic trucks, and they're always getting better. Uh, and, that, and that will continue, and I believe that um, there will always be a great competitive spirit there. However, um, that may not be just it. These are some uh, numbers that are across the industry that different providers provide about their trucks and why they're special and, and why a customer might want to buy them, like 15% uh, faster cycle times. My truck can move faster. It can do things faster than you're used to, and, uh, and there's things that it can do more so than other trucks in the market. 90% reduced steering effort, so ease of use of the trucks, things that, that make it easier for an operator to use. You get the point, right? So we're getting through less wiring, lower maintenance costs, um, and this isn't representative of necessarily just one manufacturer. This is across all manufacturers of trucks. And so when you look at these types of numbers, um, you gotta start to think, well, okay, I think everybody's doing a great job of making great trucks, and it's true. Everybody's making really good trucks to help you, and I believe they're a staple in, in your environment today and in your facility. You need to have it to move things, right? Uh, if you don't have trucks, you can't move things. And, uh, and you know, eventually there'll be a, an automation effort and an automation design that you work into. Uh, but before then, there's a lot of things that we can do and things that Damon and I are going to talk about today um, that help you get there. Probably the most important one up here that, uh, in my opinion, that the truck market is exclaiming right now is the ability to provide a truck that's using less energy. Uh, energy is expensive. And uh, I was meeting with a gentleman yesterday from Puerto Rico, um, and the price of energy in Puerto Rico is significant. And uh, because of the hurricanes and, and the availability down there, uh, he's doing everything he can Sorry, there's a drone that goes up behind us. I'll just speak louder when that happens. He's doing everything he can to save on energy costs because that's, that's one of his highest expenses next to labor. So I think as industry leaders and partners, we owe it to our customers to help educate on misconceptions that exist today in regards to traditional battery and charger relationships. Um, Looking at it the way that we've done it for the past 90 years is going to lead to missed opportunities moving forward because there's a lot of really great technology that we can embrace. So demand response and other data analytics really create new saving opportunities for our customs from an AC side uh, back to the truck side. 
um, the next era of lift truck is really going to help us kind of drive the energy piece forward. We're going to start to see higher voltage architectures. We'll start to see an abundance of power solutions become available that will offer different values to different customers depending upon where you're geographically placed. So we envision that this next era of lift truck will help work with the future workforce, uh, quicker recharging, quicker refueling, everything along those lines to make sure that we've got uh, strategy in place to really help efficiency within a facility. Lithium ion batteries, we all know, is the big craze today, and there's a number of different chemistries and technologies out there, so educating our customers to make sure that they're making the most valuable choice based upon the application is really important to us. Hydrogen fuel cells, just like Jack was stating here, in scenarios that we see the cost per kilowatt hour and demand generation really taking a toll because of privatization or deregulation, it will continue to drive some of those efforts as well. So we're excited to continue doing research and development to really help the industry move forward and to make sure that our partners and all of the industry leaders are continuing to educate everyone on what's the most viable option for their operation. Um, decentralized charging stations, you know, the, the battery rooms are becoming a thing of the past these days. As we start to integrate more systems, uh, we tie in some of the AC side stuff and everything, chargers are decentralized, located in the actual working area, whether it be an AGV, a traditional forklift, whatever that may call for. Uh, but we'll continue to work with end users and we need to challenge them to look at things a little bit differently based upon the technologies that all of us are offering today in order to help them grow their operation to meet the demand that we see. So how do we power profit, not cost? We've got revolutionary power management devices available today that are deployed throughout the networks. Everyone has a nice telematics package and gives us really some good visibility into the consumption economics reporting of a facility's usage. The industry IoT 4.0, cloud-based asset management, is becoming a thing that we're being talked about every day. It's very important for customers to understand all aspects of the truck, the power system, everything in, in, underneath those four walls really becomes valuable in different ways. And how do we create actionable data in order to meet and help them grow? Um, Real-time info, you know, envision down the road when you look at some of these facilities and we have the ability to really start to look at some lifetime values on the, the power system itself. We have the ability to proactively dispatch service technicians really look into getting in front of the problems before our customers actually incur that downtime and having a strategy to guarantee that 100% uptime, if you will. Um, tracking energy usage, you know, that, that goes from the truck side to the AC conveyance to the facility piece. Energy is becoming more and more of a strategy of all of our customers, and we want to make sure that we continue to press forward with these technologies in order to liberate new data to offer actionable uh, you know, recommendations back to the industry. And then locate efficiencies and make adjustments. That's the beauty of this data now. We have all this data. How do we handle it? How do we make the adjustments and grow with the organizations as we have to move product quicker, lift higher, heavier loads, everything along those times? Now we've got something that we can really dive into on a daily basis, even on an hourly basis if we wanted to, and make adjustments within the field in order to accommodate those changes that may be needed. So the power of a new experience, right? So. Telematics is really going to change the game in regards to some of the way that the batteries are being incorporated, the hydrogen fuel cells, opening up that can line communication and really understanding kind of the, the consumption economics again of everything that goes into that. So envision a control room, 
you know, virtual battery type setup to where you're really seeing every asset within a global facility and you're understanding that, hey, usage may change. If you're a 3PL, you have a new contract, you've got visibility into some of those data in insights, so you can make adjustments to the operation itself. It's also going to help us continue to challenge some of the forklift OEMs and other partners within the groups to really drive forward on actionable data. We envision that you know, some of these manufacturers will help us drive that next level of power system management moving forward so we can ultimately offer the most efficient uh, operation, if you will. So. All right. So. <clears throat> I'm going to walk you through a journey here, and my initiation is going to be to talk to you a little bit about what you see in the market. If you walk the floor of Modex here today, you're going to see some of these solutions uh, up here on the screen. And those solutions are um, widespread. Um, some, some, of, some people have them all. Some people have uh, just one or two. Uh, I want to walk you through and just define them for you so you understand where we're going. So, so far, we've talked about the truck as a platform and a requirement, a staple you need in order to move your product. We talked about the energy piece of it, which in my opinion is the most important part, like I said earlier. Uh, if you get a good energy program, a good energy solution in your warehouse, you'll be more successful, you'll save more money. Hands down, no, no questions asked. And the future of it is, is actually really promising and what uh, manufacturers of energy are doing and what uh, uh, the different OEMs are coming up with and producing to help uh, make, the, make that energy better. From a training perspective, um, there's some really cool things out there with virtual reality. Uh, you, uh, there's, a, there's a few different systems out there that you can check out. Uh, and the whole idea behind virtual reality isn't necessarily just training. Um, it can go further than that in the future and the development of it. But the idea of it being a solution that's available in the material handling space today uh, is pretty special. Uh, you, you go to uh, virtual reality on, online and you start looking at uh, who's doing that. And there's some, some big companies doing it and some some really neat things that are happening. And then there's material handling. And it, it, it's crazy to me that we're able to do that, uh, but it's really neat and special, and it, it really helps customers keep their people uh, learning and uh, learning and reta retention of the material a lot better. Telematics, um, Damon touched on this a bit before. It's, it's a device that provides avenue. Um, two years ago, I probably would have stood up here and, to and, start and told you all about telematics and what it can do. But I feel confident that everybody in here has an idea of what telematics can do and all the different components of what it does today. Uh, but what I wouldn't want to tell you is that solution is now an avenue for data set, data delivery, and data, data reading. So telematics on a vehicle, like a truck that you might have in your, in your facility, is now something that can produce and present that data into a reporting set or combine it with energy data or other solutions that may be location tracking. Battery monitoring. This is something that is available through all the OEMs as well as the, most of the uh, energy supply companies. What better thing to do than to track your energy real time or even historically to understand what you're doing right and wrong? Uh, that can be done, and again, it's combining back into the telematics piece in many cases to help you understand from a utilization perspective and really looking at the life cycle of your battery through battery monitoring. Power use information, Damon touched on earlier, um, and, and using and understanding how power is being used and in what ways and what trucks are using more or less energy. Zoning and positioning, uh, no longer do I need to ha worry about 
my operator is taking the most efficient path in a warehouse. Zoning and positioning can take them down that path. It'll pick the correct path based on the pick location of where they need to be. Location tracking. This is hands down one of the most exciting things being developed today. Uh, I, can, I now have the ability to track somebody or something uh, down to a meter accuracy and where it's at. Imagine the data set that you can get out of that from a perspective of where I'm spending most of my time from both a safety and operational perspective, what you can do with that type of information. Labor management. Does anybody disagree with me today when I say labor is the most expensive thing you have in your business today? I really believe it's a problem and, and if we can put anything in place to help you look at your labor differently, reduce your cost of labor, or only use what you need, it's really, it really can help you uh, to your bottom line. You make a difference in labor, even a small percentage, it's going to make a big impact in your company. All of this leads to automation. Uh, I believe that all of these tools are connecting you to a point where you can start to look at the data and do things differently in your warehouse. You optimize your warehouse to a place where you're using the data and all the data sets that are delivered through all these different solutions, getting, getting you to an automation solution. That automation solution, again, goes back to the labor piece, but it also becomes more efficient. So you got labor reduction or reallocation, as well as the ability to reduce your cost. And all of that can be done through consulting services giving you and leading you in the right direction. Everybody's busy, especially in our market today. Everybody has, you know, 50-hour work weeks. You're working your tail off. You don't have time to look at the data. That's what these people do. So consulting services and the intelligence that they have surrounding these solutions today, they know what it means and what it should say and to look for the pieces and parts uh, that are triggering you in your specific industry and what you should concentrate on. All right, so taking this down one level, and then, um, and then we'll go to uh, a final presentation. Those are all the solutions and what uh, the companies are naming them, right? So telematics is, is a name of a solution. But really, what does that mean to you? That means I can do things like improve my training. I can monitor things that are happening. I can gather more information. I can assist in a process where I might, have, might not have had that assistance before. I can locate where things are happening. I can analyze the data around all that. I can optimize based on what I'm learning and then automate. Once I've done that, I execute, I'm working in a better environment than I, have before, I was before. So taking it down a level to understand what, you, what your challenges are, putting solutions in front of it, and then driving home with those executables. So what do you get out of it? You get more retention of learning a cool factor. Believe me, when you put a virtual reality trainer in a company and a millennial comes in and learns that they're going to learn how to drive a forklift in virtual reality, they're sold. They now think your company's cool. And that, that's actually a really big thing from a labor perspective. If you've got a lot of labor and high turnover and they think your company's cool, that means, that means a lot to them. It really, really does. Safety and operational improvements. Inside of your warehouse, you can do both of those things through all these solutions. Incident reduction and policy organization. Maybe your policies are, are, are there, but they may not be organized in a way that, uh, that are actually being effective in the way they should. Labor improvements, cost savings. Uh, in labor, the biggest problem that we, that we have today is missing time. 
somebody clocks in, they take 15 minutes to talk to their buddy about the game last night, maybe take a smoke break right away. Then they go start scanning in the warehouse. Um, and then when breaks come around, they got to prepare for that break, right? So they take five minutes to prepare for the break. Then they take their break, and then they need five more minutes to come back. So their 15-minute break now turns into 25 minutes. That's missing time. Identifying that and being able to look at it is very powerful. You have people that are expertise. Damon knows more about batteries and energy than I've ever, ever met from anybody in my entire life. If anybody comes to me with an energy question, I don't even try to answer it. I turn to Damon and, and tell him to answer it for me. There are people out there that know a lot about these things, and uh, you shouldn't try to do it yourselves. You should go out and find those people. Process improvements, and then readiness for automation. Again, this is getting you to the point where you really need to start concentrating on what you need to do in order to be prepared and ready for automation. All right, so what does this mean about the future? It really, what I just showed you was a bunch of hodgepodge of solutions, right? Uh, you may have one or two or many of them, uh, but are they working independently or are they working together? They may seem like they're working together, uh, but in most cases they're independent. Imagine what you can do if you start stringing those solutions together, taking data and putting it back into energy. Excuse me, I was just gonna say, it's all about creating an ecosystem, right? Again, getting away from those misconceptions of the way that we've done things. Let's not be nostalgic as thought leaders and innovators in the industry. Let's move it forward and continue that education piece. That's very important today, and this can all be you know, done throughout all of these different solutions. So um, right, right at the top up there, you see truck integration. So we're back to the beginning, where I talked about trucks. Um, those trucks are a platform. Uh, but those solutions are being integrated into that platform. And everything I just covered, you have that truck, you plug in these solutions into it, imagine the data set you get out of it if you have all those solutions and the power you could put in an environment and the things you can make decisions on based on real, the real environment data. Um, information, information is power. If you've got information and the data to look at it and the ability for somebody to analyze it, like a consultant, or somebody who's professional and understands what's happening, uh, you can continually improve your environment, continually improve your business, and make strides to saving money and doing, and doing more. All right, are there questions that we can answer for you guys about trucks, energy, or any solutions that we mentioned today? Don't be, don't be shy, especially energy. I, somebody's got to give Damon a hard time. Yes, sir. I'm going to come back here so I can hear you. The question was, what percentages, what percentage of customers are using hydrogen power? Uh, I, I, I don't really know a, a percentage off the top of my head. I would say it's few and far between domestically. Um, it, it's really dependent upon the application itself. You know, that's such a a loaded question to give you a dedicated percentage, but I think that we've seen it take off a couple years ago. It's, there's been some consistency in the marketplace. Um, however, I don't think that it's the most economical solution long term. In the case of Puerto Rico, when you're paying 27 cents a kilowatt hour, it makes absolute sense to put an electrolysis unit on site, you know, generate your own hydrogen and meet the demand of your needs versus paying those peak load demands. But domestically, it's 
it's going to be interesting to see where some of the federal incentives go if they bring back PTC credits and everything along those lines. Plug Power has done a nice job of um, working with many of our customers throughout the years and stuff, but we haven't necessarily seen it scale the way that we originally did. I truly think you're going to see hydrogen be more in the you know, commercial electric vehicles, the buses of the world, the transit types applications, that's where that's going to continue to be truly viable. What infrastructure requirements are required for the telematics? All right, so this question was, if you didn't hear, what infrastructure requirements are required for telematics? It depends. Um, so from a telematics perspective, you either need to have Wi-Fi in your building, which is very traditional in the US. Uh, you go internationally, you're going to find that the more popular solution is cellular. So uh, from an infrastructure perspective, most warehouses have a Wi-Fi setup. It can jump right on there. So whatever you're using for your WMS or your scan gun technology, it's very low usage of that Wi-Fi network. Um, it jumps on there and uses that in present day. No Wi-Fi or if you really live in Europe, Europe's big on cellular. There's a cellular connection, a modem that basically attaches to the telematics unit and you have uh, direct from truck out to a cloud-based solution. More questions? We got lots of time. Okay, thank you very much. This is our information. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, that's where you find us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.